Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Here's your host, Chris, here with Ro, and we have more Toronto Film Festival 2021 coverage. Uh, this time we are covering... Um, I know they've done these before, but there's been a couple of these uh, where they're actually... Um, their series that they've um, turned into, <clears throat> I guess, the full-length film to give us, like, the first three episodes. So, um, this is Hellbound. It's coming out on Netflix. I don't know when it's coming out on Netflix. Uh, but basically, put the first three episodes together. Basically, give us about two and a half hours of the uh, initial series. Um, so, um, yeah, let's jump right into it. What did you think? I'm absolutely and completely hooked. Um, I didn't watch anything else on the performance track at TIFF, so I don't really know how other people put their packets together. But the team behind Hellbound, they were smart. I mean, the 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 cliffhangs and drops were perfect. The introduction, the story, it was smooth. Um, even where the CGI and the physical uh, effects got a little wonky, it still kind of worked to its advantage. And um, I'm in. I'm down. I need to know. I'm already trying to get my hands on the rest of the season. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it, this is... <laughs> this film... Oh, I guess a series in the way they did it um, and introduced it at TIFF. Um, they hook you right away because it basically opens up with you basically get three, all I can call them smoke hulks, beating the shit out of, <laughs> out of this man to death and then literally turning him into ashes and then disappearing in basically, you know, the quantum verse. And you're like, what the fuck did it just happen? And this, this is not me. This is not me spoiling anything because it's literally the first like five That's minutes. A of, yeah, it's a trailer. It's the first opening of this of this film uh, or series. And like you said, it hooks you in. I mean, uh, I believe this is this is a Korean. Yes, this is Korean. This will be a Korean series. It's coming to Netflix. Um, and to me, with all the. I remember hitting you up and saying, hey, is this a horror film? Because so my girlfriend doesn't do horror. So I, you know, it's, it's a, it, it, the op- from between the opening of this and then it being called Hellbound, I was basically like, nah, babe, sit this one out. However, it's not really horror. Um, nope. It's like the, it's one of those things of, it's like, <clears throat> and we'll talk about this film later on this weekend, Encounter, you think Encounter might be, you know, if you're in, in, not into bugs and things like that, like the first five, ten minutes of Encounter is like, yeah, no, I'm out. But after that, you're like, oh, this is a completely different movie than that. It's not that. So Right, but you saw my first text to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Hellbound is not really horror, but then it's got some, I guess, horror-like moments, but they're actually far and far... They're, they're not as... It's not as prevalent as you would think. It's really more about how society uh, reacts to events and, and things needing to mean things. Um... And I think that's what actually makes it a little bit more even frightening because it's like, yeah, yeah, you get the the hulking, you know, you know, smoke monsters that show up because so the premise of this is basically, uh, people are getting these warnings that uh, they are being bound to hell in a certain amount of time. Um, so something like you know this, some vision will show up and says, "Hey, what's your name? You're going, you're bound to hell," and you know, five days. And it basically starts a countdown to these things showing up and literally beating the shit out of you and then burning you alive. Yeah, y'all. I don't think I've ever seen any other kind of smoke, demon, hell, beast type thing that's 
the visualization of like the agents of hell that comes even close to this, except for the weird scene in Ghost mm-hmm. where the ground opens up to come get homie and those black things come up out the shadows. And this is this is way bigger than that. Yes. I, I'm not kidding when I say they're like giant smoke hulks because yeah. No. Um and they're executioners. Right. <laughs> and and so what what follows of this is people there there's two tracks, right? You have one um uh I, I can't say several radical groups. One of them is uh basically saying, Hey, listen, uh these people clearly had some sin, so we need to find out what their sins were. And it's basically saying, hey, make sure you behave or you're going to be, you know, bound to hell and, you know, beat, you know, beat, beat together live. Yeah. Y'all, um, y'all, it's a cult. I don't know why. Why are you tip tap? Why are you doing that? Well, it's a cult. So, no, 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 no. So the other one led by the what, what was I can't remember the new age or whatever. That's definitely a cult. The Arrowhead, okay. they're they're I guess they're yeah, they're more fanatical cult. So I, I get you're right. They're group. both cults. They're, they're they're one group. With a militarized Yeah, arm. you're right. There you go. Yeah. It's, so, it's a cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cult. It's a it's a cult. And so you're I'm trying to with be the, nice, but man, I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's a cult. And so what you have here is um, you know, you have the rational people trying to trying to say, no, this is not real. There's gotta be some reason behind this. You actually have the police actually trying. <laughs> like I love the scene. <laughs> Again, this is like the I guess once you come to Netflix, this will be the first episode. There's a scene where literally the police, all, the police are like, yeah, yeah, so these things showed up. We have them on camera. So that's the thing, too. This is in, like, current time. So this shit is happening on camera. So people, not like saying, oh, well, yeah, no, 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 these smoke monsters really didn't exist. It's like, no, no, people saw this shit. It's on camera. The police are literally going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to go ahead and uh, charge these things with murder. And I'm just like, y- y'all fucking serious? Y- y- y'all gonna... What are they? People are like, what are they? They're like, we don't know, but we're gonna we'll find out when we bring them in and question them. I'm like, really? You nope. think they're gonna? Nope. We're gonna you're gonna do that? All right, you're gonna you're gonna track Tell you down. Right now, my name is not Clary Stark, and this is not the mm. task force for me. Yeah, no, no, I'd I'd be completely out of that shit. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Um, but again, that to me is like the supernatural element. That piece of it is it is not the most compelling piece. Really, the compelling piece here is just seeing how you watch people become desperate and 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 literally watch this cult become even more scary <laughs> if you will um and yeah i found myself throughout these uh, again it, it was two and a half hours they they, they put it into a feature two and a half hours for these three these three episodes but um yeah i was hooked the entire time uh they it had me it, it had me uh like you said the where they put in the kind of cliffhangers before there was a couple of times where they put some cliffhangers in that I thought were cliffhangers and they, they kept going with the episode. I was like, Oh wow. You're not going to end right there. All right. We're going to keep going. Um, and then when they did end, it was like, Oh, you sons of bitches. And even right? this, the way this ends, like the, and this is why I had to ask if there was a mini series or if it is going to be an ongoing series, because even the way they end it, th- that could have been the end that, that like that could be a movie. They could have ended it right then and been fine. Like I want more. I'm glad we're getting more. But they really could have ended it right there, and you just be like, "Shit, okay." Yeah, it makes me think that. Um, well, one that kind of seems more of a staple of things that you get from East Asia because this is South Korean, right? Uh, I think Young Sang Ho is from South Korea. Yeah, and that's kind of like they do that little vignette style, so mm-hmm. you can jump on and off 
lim- a, a series if the story arc that you got is you're good. But it's really smart. Like, like just for the way that they needed to this is also a police procedural like mm-hmm. you were saying and but when you're dealing with something that is like the driving force behind all of your tension is collective anxiety there has to be a break in the story so you can move like the world forward right mm-hmm. or you can just be stuck in an endless loop of people getting these messages that they're gonna die and as much as it is to see all the different ways there's a there's a moment in episode two that reaches such a high point of the climaticness with the whole um and angelic message, although I don't know what angel mm-hmm. come come through your wall and say we come you're gonna die at five o'clock on Friday, <laughs> but if they do, I would like them not to be coming to my house um but just the way that they kind of built that up like because like you said i I agree. The rest of the tension and everything that works in here, it's not about the supernatural. Um, th- when it opens up, it opens in a coffee shop with, like, I think, what, three people kind of mm-hmm. talking about the cult and talking about whether or not. And this guy, he just keeps screaming, it's a deep fake. It's a fake. I can't believe that you're buying this. And if that doesn't immediately resonate with you about the kinds of conversations that we've been having in the West that, quite frankly, have existed in other parts of the world far sooner and you know because they have they have like much stricter rules against like propaganda and stuff right mhm so just kind of the juxtaposition of how you got to see the setup for not just this cult and not just how the police work but how people responded and 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 the group mind and the group think that like got a stranglehold that for me is where i was kind of like kind of horror because yo i was horrified right yeah it's well i mean and like i said there's actually you care about the characters like your your lead care one of your lead characters here is the the police officer that's in charge of turning down this and he's also the officer that you can clearly see is just kind of fed up from everything when you find out why you're like oh i get it you know, he, he got the, you know, he, he has, his wife is dead. You know, you find out she was murdered. Uh, he's got a daughter, but he's clearly become distant from his daughter because they're, neither one of them has really talked about the murder of, of the wife, the mom, and stuff like that. And so he's dealing with all of this stuff. And now you, he's chasing down this, uh, this cult and, or the, whatever the, these, 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 these things are that are killing people. And the whole thing is, well, I mean, and, and there's also this conversation because he has this conversation with, um, I can't remember the name of the 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 cult, the cult leader, the uh, the chairman, uh, about free will, which also becomes a, a big thing towards the, <laughs> the last episode. You're like, oh, damn, that's uh, man, that's a fucked up. Like again, the end of the episode, I, I was like, ooh, there's you got a choice there, and I'm like, ooh, ooh what is the choice and. When you get the reveal, like episode three, kind of reveals a little bit more of the truth of what's really happening. Not not the full truth of what's happening, but at least where where you stand at. And you're like everything you kind of thought you knew, you don't know. And you're like, oh shit, this is this is actually kind of terrifying a little bit. Um, and that's what really hooks. I mean, I was hooked already a little bit, 
but that that ending was like, wait, we're getting more of this, right? Because I'm I'm fine if you leave it there, but like I'm I'm okay with several more hours of of this. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it also you know in a world where the greater world and the U.S. we are like a post-Nexium world. Mm-hmm. You know that cult with that dude who everybody thought was a genius, and he was really just kind of a Ponzi scheming grifter with weird sex habits and that famous actress basically torpedoed her career and became his personal procurer and his sex trafficking. But in a world where like you have all these different insidious kinds of ways and we have cults and we have like clannish groups that aren't cults, but they're not really digging what's going on with the mainstream watching what happens with all the different kinds of personalities that are drawn to this chairman's message because i don't remember his name either and i feel like i should because i feel like we've seen him in some other things recently Mm -hmm. he's a really great actor and um he definitely is a part of the reason why even when you think you know the twists and turns punch you in your face Mm And I think um, for American audiences, it might be part of the some of the places where it like you'll struggle a little because we don't really we don't really approach some of these issues the way they are. But I was fascinated. And I by the end, I was in the same place you were. I was like, oh. I thought she was just going to turn out to be like David Koresh. You a whole other kind of fish. And I'm also interested in seeing what I like when this drops on Netflix. I'm gonna watch the whole thing from the beginning because I feel like they also change some things up. Because I, when I look at the images, like mm-hmm. some of the 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 actors are different. So and like some of the images that even in in the uh, from TIFF that they had for promo for this, I'm like, well, that didn't happen in the series. And I think the lead, like I think the lead the, the lead detective might be a, cast by somebody different. And so I'm interested in seeing what they changed for the movie or or they just did the movie to hook you in and then the series is slightly different in how they do things so it looks like it's it's going when it drops it's going to be six episodes first so that i'm makes I, yeah and and yeah I, i'm just really intrigued by this like i said it one yeah. like the concept of, of of taking something like this and then throwing it out there and saying and in a tiff environment and saying hey this is what we did for we made a series but this is what we're doing to kind of hook you in to kind of draw you into the series um and and going forward from there so so do you think that maybe we didn't see the first second and third episode we saw one story arc that's in the tv show maybe but like i said like i'm looking at it seems like maybe i i I don't know um let me let me try to because i remember when I looked this up on, hold on, let's do this. Now I'm even more intrigued. Damn it, Chris. Well, I remember when I looked up the, um, when, I, when, I, when it came on, on Tiff and I was reading about it. Let me see. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So this is what it is. So uh, this is, no, no, three. Anyway, tell it the hell. Um, 
Yeah, I'm see, I'm not sure how they're gonna do this. Like, yeah, I'm not sure how. Oh, so he made a webtoon called The Hell. Mm, no, but I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually not sure. I'm not sure because it seems like I said. Just looking at some of the the images and stuff like that is different. Even like the cover photo uh, that they use, where you have the three people, uh, like it's like six people on the on the cover. Not like some of those actors are not in this film that we saw. So um, I'm intrigued. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if this is coming out of a webtoon, which I am now going to try to find. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they storyboarded out of the webtoon into um, what they pulled together to be the full story of Hellbound. I think that would be really interesting. But I think the other thing that got me was the more contemporary, non-religious kind of packaging that popped up around sinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it really freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like it's Yeah, I, I think it freaks you out because also you you can see how this could happen cuz we're seeing mm-hmm. it today, right? And so I think that's the thing that makes this so um compelling is that we know exactly how this shit could work. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, this was this to happen. And also the end when they show you what's actually happened, it's even way more terrifying than you could even imagine. You're like, oh, wait, that's way more terrifying than I could imagine. You're like, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's that's even worse. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really interested to see how this, 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 um, when they come, like I said, this is one of those ones. There's a lot of this happening at TIFF where these things have already been bought and have distribution already. It's also amazing. It's also not lost on me that those are all the films that were put on the digital platform for us to watch and mm. we didn't get some of the bigger stuff so yeah okay cool uh-huh no i mean i i'm i'm still really resentful of a lot of the things that we weren't able to do like we usually do where we have an episode where we're talking about all gala presentations because we didn't get that many but i also i kind of also liked the uh, um the rest of the crop of things that we saw like i saw some of the music documentaries that I wouldn't have had time for if I was rushing to try to always make sure I had the window open for when the gala presentation came up. I got to see some more of the world cinema stuff. I checked out this that's on the, you know, the performance track because that's the episodic track. And I, and I think, I think as TV products go, it was probably easier, especially considering Netflix is a beast, especially internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh but let's be real netflix didn't give us access to everything either we didn't get power, the power of the dog and that's netflix mm-hmm. but uh but i think for me what ended up happening is i i went looking a little deeper into the schedule into the tracks of what what we what i had on my list of i think this is really worth talking about because i don't think people should miss it this is a really great concept it's also something that has a different a very an execution that's not the way it would be if this was in the hands of folks on the West, in the West. This is not how this world would out roll out. I think maybe the only thing that would be the same about how they told the story is probably how they open what we got as the movie. Everything mm-hmm. else would be different. And 
that's kind of an exciting thing. I, I enjoyed being bewildered because the more I was bewildered and confused, I got really invested in the separate and intertwining storylines of the people who were in this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because if they did that, it's like it made the incidences that we did to see, um, even when there was an ebb and a flow, they didn't keep you on a constant high. Like, because this opens with a bang. And, yeah. a, and a murder. I, I well, I don't know if it's a murder. It, I well, mean, I mean, the police thought it was a murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean they investigated it like it was a murder. <laughs> so. I mean, it went down like a murder. I mean, it, went down it like felt like, like a, the murder got done. I mean, it felt like an actual fucking execution. It's so. a straight up execution. Also, but I need also, I, also I need to know more about the uh, basically the um, quarter owls motherfuckers that showed up and we're, we're watching what? some of this shit because uh we need to have a conversation what? about that we need to so, yeah, yeah like there's, there's, there's so much more so much more that i uh, yeah this is why i'm glad it's a series i need i need more <laughs> right but you also got this idea of when you get towards the middle of episode two going into three you realize the person who for us has been at least the anti-hero or a let potential protagonist like the leader of the cult when you're talking from the the procedural aspects like the person people want to point to because they don't want to believe in the mystical. Mm-hmm. When you start to realize that he has an agenda, mm-hmm. but this group is also doing things that seems to be beyond his agenda that he seems to be very aware of. Right. He could completely speak out if what he's saying is we're peaceful, we're here to do this, we're here to do that. But he's still perfectly okay with this militarized arm going out here and investigating people and being complete and utter zealots mm-hmm. going, you sin, you sin. They wouldn't have just come for you for nothing. So what did you do? Yep. And, and the way that they build up and lure you in, you almost start nodding your head with, well, yeah, I mean, clearly these supernatural beings are in possession of some kind of information that we as mere humans don't have. And you got caught. It's a very, very, compelling kind of idea to think that you live in the time when karma truly is a bitch Mm -hmm. when you are a little bloodthirsty and vengeful yep right yep yeah it it, yeah i mean there's that moment when uh when the chairman when they're talking about apparently talk uh, they uh, his his people talk to him about um the landlords and maybe they they give him you know the building and stuff like that if he talked to him he finally goes hey go to the medium you're just like uh-huh. Slowly, slowly but surely. Taking over all this stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not you're not as innocent as you think. So I was like, um, you're up to something, but there's clearly somebody something like some of the more bombastic and colorful aspects, they really kind of like are fringe culture. So like the neon mm-hmm. lights and like you get this idea of like the Twitch culture, which by the way, this is a uh, show that more successfully uses integrating uh social media GUI into the performance aspect. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Mr. Dashcam. Yeah. And there's one particular character in that, right? You know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. the part where like it's like he's doing a Twitch live stream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. hmm Done. So the way yeah. that what yep. no I'm just gonna say you reminded me of fucking dash cam but yes you're welcome mm-hmm. you're welcome it's okay well we survived but i i think i think the way that they integrated um 
captured on video, um, social media, viral sensation aspects of all that stuff, but also more the different rabbit holes that you can jump down YouTube. This kid who's now getting and amassing all of this power because people are finally subscribing to his beliefs. He's the guy they're looking at because he's been the weirdo on YouTube talking about this for what, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And no one's ever really been able to debunk what he's done, but no one was giving him any, you know, giving him any credence. And so when you see how quickly people become comfortable or when you see someone who comes out of the conspiracy theory corner of the web and truly emerges as a subject matter expert. And then when events that definitely don't have anything to do with what they're doing, make it seem as though they are really, truly the source of information, the power that comes with that. And that is the other thing that got me because that's where you bend in and you get the dot, the storyline with his daughter and how she plays into the bigger things of new truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and these organizations where, you know, people are always saying you need to be checking where your kids are. And it's like, it's not enough. Your kids tell you they're volunteering. Who are they volunteering with and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it kind of completely changed how I looked about what would you consider to be a red flag? Because the one person in this entire thing that I did not think was going to be the problem turned out to be a whole problem by the middle of episode two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, but I was like, but you were the guy, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay. But there's also other minor characters, like in the police department, when you started finding out there's no way that he's doing this without some kind of official sanction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what that looked like, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I mean, if this is like, I'm fascinated to see how he does the full adaptation of this webtoon. I'm also kind of interested in going to find the webtoon because I'd like to see what the original illustrations were. Because I'm nosy. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, this is a solid cast. Um, <laughs> it may not necessarily read exactly the way people expect from like what we've been trained to expect from shows Western wise, but it is a tight, perfect well, fit for I, Netflix. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's a good fit for Netflix. And if you watch other, um, uh, especially East Asian films and things like that, I think you're, you're fine. I think you know what to expect and you're going to enjoy this. Cause to me, it falls right in line with how those are. And so you're, if you're into that kind of stuff, you're, you're going to enjoy this. I think so. Um, I right. But I think this is going to be one that's going to have crossover appeal beyond just the people who typically will gravitate to uh, an East Asian product. And that's what I really think is exciting about it. True. Um, I'm not going to rate this because it is a series and it's not technically over and done. Just I mean, weird. we can say it's definitely a will stream. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is to me. Like, I'm not going to give it a rating because I don't like rating TV shows like that and series. But to me, I mean, again, well, no, you know what? Let's give it a rating because. Honestly, the way they presented it, 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 it worked as a, as a feature-length two-and-a-half-hour film. You know, Fine, and this is an eight-and-a-half for me as a feature-length two-and-a-half-hour film yeah, that at so. the end of it, I said, are you fucking kidding me? Where's the rest? Yeah. And for Same me, here. these kinds of movies that end there, yeah, you got me. Yeah. And, and again, it, it's one of the things that I'm, I'm an eight-and-a-half, too, and this is also 
not one of those things where we said before we're like oh yeah i wanted more and i didn't get it i feel dissatisfied it's like no i wanted more because this was good and it worked and if, if i got nothing else while i would be disappointed because i'm greedy it also didn't take away from the narrative of the story like not the at story all. is is fine with where it was at and everything worked for me if it ended right there but if you're giving me more then yeah i'll, I'll I would take, take it yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so that's why I said it'd be interesting when we get to see it. I'm going to do like you suggested, and I'm going to watch it over again from season one to see if they gave us a full story arc or if we really, truly got the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious. You've put thoughts in my head. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like I said, I'm looking at right now. Season one is supposed to be uh, just from what they have on IMDb is six episodes. Now, I don't know if that's six episodes. Are they 30 minutes each? Or are they and we get the whole thing? I, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to find out because they got me. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. So, um, all right, folks. Again, make sure you guys subscribe. Super Tuesday recap, iTunes. Uh, Super Tuesday recap. Why am I still? I do this every time. I, I do so many shows. I kind of forget. This is movie trailer reviews. Uh, it is. So, but we would so, like so, you to subscribe to all of yeah, the shows on the MTR them. network. <laughs> uh, that's where all the MTR network shows. Movie trailer reviews. Uh, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Find us there, and uh, we'll be back. We got plenty more. TIFF reviews coming out, and we got other movies that are um, giving us screeners, so we're doing that, and when does... So, <laughs> I know, uh, I think it didn't... I don't. Did it debut at TIFF, Dune? Or did it debut somewhere else? They might have de- debuted it somewhere else. Right, it debuted. Telluride it debuted. But they're not getting... They're not getting... They're not getting... They're not doing screeners, but here's the thing. Motherfuckers coming on HBO Max. So guess what, guys? Mm-hmm. I'll just watch on HBO Max at home. Let yeah. me just say this about Dune. I know somebody who did get a screener. Mm-hmm. They have the exact same TV that I have. And they said it was a full, glorious, audiovisual, cinematic experience that they didn't have to worry about what their feet were sitting in or if somebody was going to talk to them at a key moment. And they enjoyed the hell out of it. Not just watching it. They enjoyed watching it at home and they didn't feel like they missed out on not being in a theater. Because they're normal, and that's normal how you think. So all these directors who think otherwise, get over your fucking selves, guys. I've, I've come to the conclusion that a lot of this has to do with um, the misrepresentation of what they think people spend their money on. And I think a lot of filmmakers and studios have not been paying attention to the fact that the theater system that they're so fond of has been pushing the working class out. We can't afford to budget new release going to the movies all the time especially if we have a family you underestimate you underestimate them i think they know that and i think this is, is exactly what it is i think it's they exactly underestimate about- what people are spending their money on on their home equipment but you and i both know there's a reason why every place on earth loses its mind come black friday because they know they can move that merch well no no what i mean is i think a lot of these directors are more up their asses and think that it, they're about the exclusivity they don't oh, well, want yeah, them. That's, they but don't that's want what I mean. Asses. They're so yeah. tone deaf and all in their own little bubble. But I also think when it comes to the numbers and bolts, people, mm-hmm. the reason why they nod their head along and go along with this and they keep making these deals, Christopher Nolan asking for a hundred days uh, guarantee with a three week exclusive in front of and behind his release, is because they that's what they want. This is they they're perfectly okay with this being a leisure class thing. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is the rest of us who can't just decide that we're going to put this kind of money over in our leisure category and our budgets 
said, I'm not going to be denied a form of entertainment that I like. And we saved and outfitted ourselves in our homes to have these experiences. And they're stupid to not want us to buy in to their experience. Well, is That's that, what I'm saying. Is that, and also, I'm not going to spend too much on this soapbox here. But I'm going to yeah. say this right here. Um, we had a whole pandemic where you couldn't go to the theater. So, and everything was on streaming. And then we learned, people learned patience. The, FOMO ain't a real thing anymore. I still have not seen Shang-Chi. And you guys know how much I love my Marvel films. I have mm-hmm. not, and I think I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm, because at one point I was like, oh, no, I'm going to break and go to the theater. Now I'm just like, actually, it's not even, the, it's not even about the safety anymore. It's just like the inconvenience of it. And I'm like, what's well, going to have a 45 day release window? Middle of October, it's going to be able to see it at home. I'm just going to fucking wait. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, people keep, I've seen people go, oh yeah, look, it's going to hit, it, 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 it made more money than Black Widow did at this time. It took Black Widow 16 days to make the same money that this movie made in 12 days. I'm like, but Black Widow was on Disney Plus, so it didn't need to. You're actually not making the argument you think you're making. Right. Because like what you're saying to me is there hasn't, like I'm expecting this to be a blown out of the water type deal if you're trying to make that argument. It's not. It, Black Widow's only trailing behind it by four days. And it got a it got a home release at the same time, guys. That's not that's not good. That's not a no. good that's not a good sign for your theater only releases. Because what it's telling me is people have no problem waiting, and yeah, we are or all they have no problem wait. deciding. You know, I'll opt into premium access. Yeah, guys. That's not. I mean, it's not telling you what you think you, you think it's telling you. And so mm-hmm. now what they're trying to do is they're trying to do that thing where I hate, which is force everyone back in saying. Well, if you're not gonna go to the, if you're not gonna go to the theater, you can't see my movie. And I think people are gonna see. Like I'm, I'm interested in seeing what happens with Dune. I know well, actually, exactly. no, no, actually, no, no, because I already know what's gonna happen with Dune. Dune's coming to HBO Max. It's gonna be the same thing that happened to all the HBO Max <laughs> stuff. Nobody's gonna go to the fucking theater for that shit. Look, he's pissed off because he doesn't get to have his moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. That's part of how he restores. And builds his reputation to be able to get to make some of the big, huge, massive projects that he does. I get it. It's fine. He's also pissed off because they made the decision and they didn't care what the filmmaker said. Now, obviously, they went back and they paid him, especially when Denzel said, you're not going to not, not give me my money. Mm-hmm. You know, he rolled up in there like he's in that gift. I'm going to leave with something. And he did. And you haven't heard him mad other than like expressing the basic disappointment, blah, 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 blah. But a lot of it has to do with uh, they want their moment. But we don't care because it was never about them anyway. I'm a Dune fanatic. I'm seeing this movie. But I'm going to do it at the best convenience for me. Mm-hmm. They are underestimating the nature of what selfishness looks like because of how people are acting about I want to open up. They really think that that's that, that vocal minority is also representing a silent majority. And I don't think it is. I think I think we are more representing, uh, I'm going to do stuff on my schedule. And quite frankly, I like being able to, to stream it and watch it at home when it first drops. And then I don't have to worry about getting spoiled. But I can still go online and look at all the social media commentary that's happening because I've seen it. It's kind of like with a movie like Malignant. Mm-hmm. You know? They kind of just dropped that on HBO Max and it started out with just being the James Wan fans going because it's a horror thing. But then people are like, this is the most ridiculous, insane camp I've ever seen in my life. And it's gotten its own nice little groundswell and it's gotten constant coverage. You don't see him mad. Now, do you? But it's also James Wan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think that they're underestimating our liking of convenience. They're underestimating people being happy about reclaiming what it means of how they use their time and when they want to have a sense of urgency about something and when they give in to FOMO. And I give in to FOMO when I hear the farmer's market has like, you know, good potatoes and leeks because I want to make a potato leek pie and then I'll leave my house for that. I got to go to the movie theater. Right. Especially when we know at some point, even if it's a hundred days, mm-hmm. it's coming home. Guys. Yeah, I'm fine. We got plenty of other stuff we can watch. Where it's not go watch Kate. Yeah, there's so, there's so much other things out there. So whatever. So anyway, guys, I personally make sure think Netflix there. is just trolling all of these exclusivity. That's that I and I like it. Their Friday drop, their midweek drop. You know, they drop in the middle of the week. They got a new episode in the Untold series. And if you haven't watched those and you like documentaries and mess, do it. You know, they're dropping a new movie and original content every Friday. Halftime, you wake up on a random Thursday and Strong Bolt Black Lead has told you 30 more of your favorite black shows that you haven't been able to watch them forever are now licensed to Netflix. I just think that they're trolling them and I like it and I am here for it. So, yeah, I mean, I will get my life. So, anyway, folks. Yep. So, all right, folks, make sure you guys subscribe. We'll be back soon. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace.